this is famous B. And I wouldn't be having a drink if I wasn't drinking at Mo. All right, everybody, taking time out before we get this show started, that uh, I want to thank Reaper Apparel for having Dragonimos be a brand ambassador for their clothing line. They got good stuff. They got t-shirts. They got hoodies. They got beans. They got lots of great stuff, encouraging everybody to break out of their comfort zone, live their best self, and... Hey, it's something I try to live every day. Now, be sure when you go and you're finishing filling out your order, use the code Drinking at Mo's, get 10% off, and the link and the code will both be in the description. Let's fucking go. All right, everybody. Drinking Mo's, my two cents here. Big Mo, got my friend Nate here, my co-host. You know the drill by now with YouTube. Share, comment, turn on the notification so you don't miss a damn thing. Chop that like button harder than... Oh, my God. Pull from Vienna. All right, so... That, that time hurts me. That hurts me. That hurts me. Yeah, yeah, no, just thinking of some of the chops that guy does. Freaking chest hurts just thinking about it. So, we were gonna go over some of the emotional moments in wrestling history mm-hmm. that uh, come to mind right off the top of our heads. You know, there's there's been quite a few. You know, those, those moments that you think back and you watch like a documentary on a certain time that for the more emotional sides of people it might bring a tear to your eye or or bring up the goose pimples or the goose pimples yes it, we got we can't forget about those mm-hmm. so do you guys right, so what's one that you were thinking of okay so um i didn't mean to interrupt you there Oh no, it's your show, dude. So, as we record this, it's October 1st. Anyway, a couple weeks ago, September 11th. Mm. Okay, emotional time for the entire world, mostly the United States. The rest of the world is kind of half assed it. So, um, so it was September 11th. I actually watched recently a documentary WWE put out for the 20th anniversary, which was, I believe it was called Never Forget. It was about the first SmackDown after 9-11. You know what? I watched it shortly after you brought that that up. And so, so here and here's the thing, you know, those that you don't you don't watch stuff like that, you don't get the behind the scenes, you know. Um they sat there and they talked about, you know, the security needed for what was going on. There were guys that live and breathe WWE that were saying, we should just be home. At the same time, you're in Texas. 
okay? You just had Raw in San Antonio, I believe. I wanted to say it was that. Yeah. You were doing the Southwest run. Uh, your next show was either going to be in Dallas or Houston. I think it was Houston. I think they were in uh, Houston. They wound up going to Houston. Oh, yeah. Because I think they may have been going to Dallas that time, and then they were just going to swing around and do Houston for a house show. I don't know. But because of everything getting thrown out of everywhere, Houston said, we can do it. So they wound up doing, doing it there. What watching the documentary, it's seeing how they basically had to go from here and pivot as quickly as possible to get down there to get everything taken care of to put on a live SmackDown, which in 2001 was kind of unheard of. Yeah, they were still taping a large portion of this. You know, and it, it was it was even uh, I think it was even taped during the ECW days. Yeah, hell, Raw even taped a lot. During I that. remember when SmackDown and ECW were on the same nights. They wound up going to Omaha, and somebody's. I, I remember one of my buddy's daughters talking about, well, "I'm going to be there," and someone goes, "Well, you better not be smelling like beer." They're like, "Well, wait a minute." Uh, they have the Sandman in, in ECW. He does the beer thing. She might smell like beer from that because ECW was live because it was Tuesdays. That was live. They taped it. Um, I don't know when they taped it, but they taped it. All I know about when, when ECW, not to interrupt you there, but when I was planning on going when I heard that ECW was going to make a stop in Omaha. But the only thing was, ECW was like, you know, behind the scenes, everybody knows the stories. They've seen the damn documentaries on it. All that was going on. And, you know, they were canceling different shows for whatever reasons. (laughs) That one actually got canceled. Oh, yeah. So, so you, you, you know, back to the SmackDown um, you you watch the documentary and everyone just came together. Uh, security, my understanding was security was very tight. There's apparently there was some uh, backstage hand that, that basically almost got in a fight with a police officer because they thought he did not belong there. And then the one that got me. Now I'm I'm upstairs in my living room. I'm watching this. I'm putting shit together for you know we had a craft show to do. I'm putting stuff together so we could have more hangy stuff. Go figure. And the one that got me was Lillian Garcia. They wanted her to go out and sing the national anthem. But she that was, was an emotional rendition of that. She wasn't sure if she was going to be, be able to do it. And then you have the rock go, you got this, kid. And that kind of got me right about here. And it's like, and I got goosebumps just thinking about it. And then she goes out, absolutely kills it. Mm. Absolutely kills it. I put that national anthem that Lillian Garcia did next to the one that Whitney Houston did at the Super Bowl uh, during the uh, Gulf War. I forget which one that was. It was was the Super Bowl during the Gulf War. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. It was definitely an emotional rendition of yes. 
the national anthem and one that yeah I'm getting goosebumps and, and, thinking and, you know, with, with that with that documentary that's great I always go back to um um uh, uh, God Stone Cold Steve Austin right after 9-11 they're planning on doing something and Austin said that McMahon called him up and said well you think we should do it on Friday and he, Austin goes they're gonna hate you for it and McMahon, I will never forget this, goes, they hate me already. What the hell? Yeah. You know, not many people, well, I mean, hell, even now, I think even more now, but that's a whole another subject. But yeah, no, it was, it was very, people say all sorts of things about Vince McMahon, but the way he went about getting that show done Nothing but respect for him for Nothing that. Absolutely. And it was one of those where when he came out to address the crowd and essentially address everyone watching, it wasn't Mr. McMahon. It was Vince. Yep, that was pure Vince. It, was Vince. it, was, it wasn't it wasn't the egomaniac owner. It was Vince, a proud American. Yep. No, most definitely. I'm I'm trying to think of something for me with regards to wrestling. And, you know, with emotional moments, the, the last year or two has been filled with a few. We've unfortunately lost some... Mm-hmm. Some people very well known, not just here locally, because we did have a pretty big loss here local to both Nate and myself. Mm-hmm. The, right around the same time we lost him, uh, what was it? Jay Briscoe in that mm-hmm. car wreck. And then the the moment that the tribute show that they had for him. Mm-hmm. And then uh, hell, just recently, with the the loss of Bray Wyatt, uh, literally oh. a day after the wrestling world lost the legendary Funk, and mm. the the tribute show that they had for him, for oh. well, for the both of them, mm-hmm. but most people were making their. Uh, video comments like they've been known to do on these tribute shows for uh, Bray Wyatt. And yeah, I'm not even ashamed to admit it. I In my little one that I did like the night before or the mm-hmm. night, or it might have been the night of my, my little thing that I posted on YouTube. Right. Yeah, I, I got a little emotional because I mean, hell, this was Considering this was like relatively young into the, the into the podcast, and a guy of that stature, mm-hmm. the stature of Bray Wyatt, that's main evented many WWE shows, has been in WrestleMania moments with mm-hmm. the Undertaker, and oh, un 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 so many other that I, I can hardly count them all. Somebody of that stature acknowledging my little show, yeah, I got a little fucking emotional. <laughs> so, 
I know I've talked to you about doing uh, our two cents, my two cents on Bray Wyatt and his career. And, you know, since you brought it up, I'll, I'll just go ahead and I'll throw this out there. Bray Wyatt, in my personal opinion, and I do not use this term ever, Bray Wyatt's a genius. Oh, creative genius, definitely. And I use that, and I'll be honest. How many other people do you know that could build a money match by the with the Undertaker by themselves? I I can wait, but we don't have much time. So if if you know, comment this. So, so he basically built a money match with The Undertaker on his own because if you watch anything on The Undertaker, he had like hip surgery or he was getting ready to have hip surgery. He, he, he was pretty body. banged up. He was, he was freezing the lower half of his body. You don't believe me? Check it out. He's done it. So, um, so he, he, he did that. And to be honest, the new face of fear, <laughs> I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. No. Um, he, and, and like I said, he did that all on his own when the Undertaker was rehabbing for something. Undertaker wasn't going to get cleared until like the day before WrestleMania. So they had to lean on Bray Wyatt. And Bray Wyatt is what basically, he's a genius. Oh, hands down. And then hands. we turn around and you reach the top of the mountain, and then they remove, they take the title off you. That match at WrestleMania with Randy Orton, I, I don't know what to say about it. Yeah. It was a good match when I wasn't distracted by the overhead shot of Worms. Oh God! Yeah, that that's was when they, that's when they kept superimposing everything on the mat. If I was Randy Orton, I would have been pissed and would just walk. Oh, but walk like he did on the Marines. I'm sorry, I said it. Hey, you're Navy. I'm Army. I got the flag right there. You got a flag right there. Hey, if we want to take. I better be quiet because my girlfriend is a Marine. So, she might... We, oh, she just asked her what her favorite crayon flavor is. Uh, I asked her that this weekend. I think it was like great. Ah. Pur purple. It's like old people when they're drinking Gatorade. you like the lemon lime? Is it orange? No, it's yellow. Eh, I like the red one. <laughs> yeah, you don't actually talk about Gatorade in the actual flavor, you go by red. So anyway, uh, you know, he he Ray Wise been able to do what Chris Jericho's doing. He's been able to reinvent himself. Definitely. You know that the theme. Let's talk about the theme. That right there was probably one of the best reinventions I've ever seen. Chris Jericho can go to Japan and come up with the pain maker. What's he do for the pain maker? He wears spikes and puts makeup on. I'm sorry. How many people have been putting makeup on their face? Then the the, the whole the whole fiend thing. Mm -hmm. Holy crap! You got basically two personalities 
in one character and you're mm-hmm. merging them together at different points. That was epic. So, so the, the, you have all this. Then he 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 left. And he, I think he got released. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. And then they re-signed him because they realized that was a stupid fucking move. Yeesh. And he made this comeback. And then, oh god, that comeback! Talk about emotional moments. Watching that comeback, I was getting goosebumps watching that shit. Watching that promo. I mean, hell, even after he passed away, watching the promo, I still got goosebumps. And then afterwards, every every time someone did something, shit, L.A. Knight and his feud with the Miz looks at the camera and goes, "A, a wise man once told me, run." I'm like, run. "Oh Jesus Christ!" I, Look at yeah. right? Oh my God! That night when he said that, oh, that was awesome. But okay, now when it was announced that he passed away, I was like, "What?" I think I even messaged you. I said, "Is this true?" You you know what? The funny thing was, I was met. I was messaging somebody. You know, a a person that I'm gonna be. Um, recording with for the interviews here like in a week or so but somebody else messaged me the the screenshot of uh, Triple H's tweet mm-hmm. announcing it and yeah. I was like wait I was like what the fuck what oh, speaking of speaking of that did you hear at the time that that, that, that tweet came out Booker T was recording his podcast. I've seen the footage of that. You've seen the footage. And they basically shut everything down. You could I've met Booker T. Booker T is a very happy-go-lucky kind of a guy. Shit, he's a two-time Hall of Famer, five-time, five-time, but I'm not gonna go into it. World Lightweight WCW champion. He's got the biggest, greatest smile in the world. If you look at my Facebook page, I met him, I got a picture with him. Big smile, but you just see that, just kind of go. You you see the change in his face, and he just in, in that voice. I I don't even know what to say. And then I don't even know what the uh, what their topic was. I, yeah, I forget what they were even originally going to be talking about. Well, then you know with Terry Funk, I was like, well, this this sucks. I mean, granted. They showed a picture, you know, I've seen pictures of Terry Funk that was like two months before he passed away. It's like you, you you almost had a feeling like he wasn't gonna be making it much longer. He was close. And then when they announced that he passed away, it's like eh, at least he's no longer in pain. Jesus Christ, the dude was wrestling until he was sixty. You Google pain. There's a picture of Terry Funk. Hey, how you doing? I'm pain. So, yeah, it, everyone should just say, well, he passed away. He had a good life. He's no longer in pain. Thank God. He could probably get his real knees back. <laughs> those, those damn things were destroyed 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. And then they announced Bray passed. When everyone's reeling from Terry, in from left field, Bray Wyatt has passed away. What? It, that caught me completely off guard because I, and I remember hearing, oh, it, it was sometime after mm-hmm. that, you know, like we, we had all heard that, you know, he had had some 
cardiac issues and you know covid kind of exacerbated yeah, shit. Like, yeah. and yeah. then he, he had he had like a an external defibrillator like thing that he was supposed to be wearing and he just went to take a nap and never woke up yep because he wasn't wearing the thing and you know what sometimes hell i'm having to wear a damn cpap mask when i go to sleep and there, there's times where it's like, God damn, I got to roll over and I'm feeling the damn, the damn tube going across my shoulder. And it's like, God damn it. But then I'm like, you know what? From what I hear with the amount of times that I stopped breathing when I'm not wearing that damn thing, it's mm-hmm. like, you know what? Ah, fuck it. Whatever I got to do to keep <laughs> myself alive right now. Oh, whatever. Fuck it. Pretty much. So... Getting back to the emotional part of this, um, when they had the um, when they had the tribute show for Bray Wyatt, when they you know they do the ten bell salute, ten bell salutes don't bother me. Twenty one gun salutes bother me. Oh God, those get to me like crazy. So the ten bell salute doesn't get to me, but what they did was when they had the camera basically over here looking down at the angle and then it pans over to the ramp and you see the rocking chair and everyone started singing he's got the whole world oh god that oh now i've never i've never cried so much in a tribute show than i did that night i'll i'll fucking admit it i cried during that damn show now i'm i've said this before on this show i'm I don't watch I don't watch a lot of wrestling live. I catch all my stuff on YouTube. Life sucks. I get up way too early in the morning to actually watch three hours of Raw. I'm usually in bed by hour two or three. Like I don't even know anymore. So I did not watch SmackDown because I think we had something going on that Saturday and I had to get up early for it. But I got up, you know, I was able to watch, you know, on YouTube that I was like, oh God. And I just, you know, the WWE puts out their top ten. No, that they did. And the other the other thing that got to me during that that show was I'm I think it was around the same time that they panned over to the, the rocking chair. Mm-hmm. And and uh Rowan and Braun were the ones directly behind the chair during oh, that yeah. shot. That fucking got me. Mm-hmm. But what happens at the end of the show? I'm trying I'm trying to even remember. I can barely remember what I had for fucking lunch. <laughs> at the end of that show, uh, they basically had the, the you know the the effects for the theme. And then Okay, yeah. What what they did was they had the effects for the fiend, the lights were going off on all weird, and they had the music going and all this other weird stuff. And then the spotlight pops up and there's Bray's uh lantern in the middle of the ring. Here's the weird part. Whoever the cameraman was that night that took the initiative to shoot it from basically where the commentators sit 
right down the ramp because on their whatever you want to call their big screen, it used to be the Titantron, and now they decided to make it the entire wall. So maybe you call it the Titan Wall. Well, actually, the Rock might sue because he's got Titan games. We'll call it something else. I don't know. You have the Titan Wall, and what they had was they had a still shot from when Brave Wyatt returned. You remember when they had the door that opened up and the yeah. They had him. They had a still shot from that. That that was backdrop with his uh, lantern. Yes, I'm. It's, I'm getting. I'm getting chills just talking about it. So yeah, that that's how they ended that SmackDown. That, to be honest with me, to be honest with you, that was a great way to end that show. Oh, most definitely. I got no arguments with that. Not yeah. one. So, so those were emotional. I'm gonna, I, I, me personal, I'm, I'm gonna go at like this. <clears throat> kind of like what you, kind of like what you said. Uh, mine would be when Edge first retired. We did a show. Ooh. We did a show on Edge going to AEW, which, quite honestly, he could be there right now. Hell, the rumor is that he's there in Seattle, right? As we're recording this, right? So. We did it. We did a video. What, two or three weeks ago? It came out. Um, yeah. Edge going to AEW. I'm a huge Edge head. I'm Same. Not, you know, when when he when he was the world heavyweight champion and beat Alberto De Rio, turns around, comes on Raw, and has to retire. Yeah. To me, that sucked. Oh God, that was totally suck because then you start thinking about everything that he has gone through. And one of the things I remember is when he first won that world heavyweight championship at that time was in a ladder match. Like two months, three months before WrestleMania. And I remember that he's climbing the ladder. And you have Matt Stryker. Great commentator, crappy wrestler. Matt Stryker is sitting there going, climb up there, son. Get up there. Get up there. Um, define your legacy. And I was like, ooh, that's good. Define your legacy. I like that. And then his legacy is that he just wound up leaving. And now he's commentating for AAA with Vampiro, I think. Uh, he's, he's commentating somewhere. I'm trying to remember. He's commentating somewhere with Vampiro because apparently those two are now joined at the hip thanks to Lucha Underground. But that's not here nor there. So yeah. he Edge leaves. And anytime they announced that Edge was coming back, I was like, yeah, but he's not doing anything. Mm, mm. When, when, oh, I, I think I know where you're leaning with this. His current condition. Um, you could fart the wrong way and he's paralyzed. So, and then he shows up at oh god, what, what pay-per-view was it? SummerSlam when he scared the crap out of Elias? It might have been. Something like the, that. The, like, oh, the... oh, oh, wait. This could do something. And I then, like this. And then when uh, 
It was the, the Royal Rumble, the last one right before the pandemic. Right before and the the, pandemic. the look on his face. I'm getting chills thinking about the look on his face. You can tell how much that moment meant to him. Do you do you remember that? Do you remember before that though? Everyone swore up and down they saw Edge there. I believe it was in Phoenix. The Royal Rumble was. Everyone, there were people like I saw Edge in Phoenix. I saw Edge here. Oh, Edge was at the Starbucks. It's right down my right, right down. And and next thing you know, here's Edge posting on Instagram, dude. I'm in Toronto. I'm in North Carolina, wherever. And then then they showed then he showed like a pair of his kick boots or his kick pads on Instagram, and he's like, I don't know, what would you guys? I mean, they played it off. He goes, What would you guys buy for these? What would you guys pay for these? And I just kind of I saw that and I go, I don't know, hundred bucks, two hundred bucks. I don't know. If sign him, I'll pay a thousand. I don't care. Hell, that's what I. That's what I. Not not a thousand, but a hundred bucks was what I paid for my signed, ring worn Alex Cologne ones. No, but then when yeah, when when I'm sitting there perusing Facebook that night, hey, what the fuck? Several times I rewatched it. I rewatched it. I got goosebumps. I got tears in my eyes. Then I saw the other. There's there was two angles. There was two angles of that entrance. One that everyone saw on the pay per view. Then there was another one that they had off to the side, where it didn't leave him. They had a camera on him as he come out, because the other camera that everyone saw on the pay per view would see him walking down, taking off his jacket. But then you'd see everyone else in the ring going, "Holy shit! What the hell?" And then they, but this camera showed him, and you could just. The emotion on his face. I got ooh. Yeah, I'm 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 getting all sorts of goosebumps <laughs> just talking about it. That was a, that was an a legendary moment. Yes, it was. And then, sure. and then and then and then and then some three years later on a random smackdown for him to sit there and go, by the way, I'm here right now because of this guy. Talking about Seamus, doing Seamus's workout YouTube channel when he biffed it. Now, mind you, I saw that and I go, Jesus Christ, that looked like it hurt. But he realized that he could come back from that. And it was all because of Seamus. Now, apparently Seamus is hurt too. I don't know. But yeah, no, I, I've seen, we've, oh, lots of people have seen that footage. And yeah, it's amazing knowing, like, where he was when he had, when he got forced into retirement, and to even come back and just being able to do that, and then that knowing, Wait. knowing now, that's where he got the like the light bulb in his head moment. Like, yep. oh shit, I think I could do this. So, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll bring this up. This will be the last thing I can think of. You brought it up. The person that was kind of close to us. Ah. Um, we knew uh, some people might piss us off with this one if they watch this, but I don't care. Okay. You guys had your opportunity. You told everyone else not to. Well, guess what? 
I'm going to. So, for those that don't know, Jason Strike, one of the best wrestlers in the Midwest. So, hands down. Hands down. We all knew, a lot of us knew that he was going to pass away. When we went to bed on December, whatever it was, 28th, I was in Minnesota when I woke up and found out that Jason Strike passed away. It's only the second time my phone has ever fallen out of my hands when I find out someone passed away. The, the first time is a personal moment between me and that other person. That one. Yeah. I know the one you're talking about. So, um, yeah. And, and, you know, that happened. We kind of figured it was going to happen. Myself and Mo, we had conversations. Well, what's going to happen? What are we going to do? I can't go to PWP all the time. You know, I, I can't, you know, what else is there? Well, I found out there's other places up in Sioux City, so. But beyond that, so I'm up in I'm up in Minnesota visiting, you know, my girlfriend's family. I let her know. She's like, oh, my God, no, that sucks. And it does. What I thought was cool was that during a PWP show, they put the graphic up. That was that was awesome. That was that was very that was that was. Goosebumps. I think that was the night that the news broke. Mm-hmm. So, and then you wind up hearing all these big names, these guys that have passed through the halls of Omaha. And I'm going to say that because I don't know if you want me to name the name. But we'll just call it the halls of Omaha. People like Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce had his condolences. A lot of guys. There were some guys that hadn't even been this way, but they heard about Jason Strike. And they're putting out their condolences. It was a, I, as a fan, I absolutely loved it. Oh, yeah, totally. That it was amazing to see. Well, then they announced their tribute show. Okay, let me, let me, let me back up on that. If you've never watched the five-hour, uh, what they what was was it a five-hour, the, the live stream thing the they did that they did. I actually watched that, and I will be I will be honest. I've only been watching Magnum. Jesus, I've only been watching him for. Uh, seven years? That sound about right? Probably, yeah. My first show was the exact same, was on the exact same weekend as when Omaha Comic Con first started. And I think that was in 2015-ish. So we're looking at almost 10 years that I've been a fan. At that show, and here, here's here's... Here's a little something I I may have told you, no one else knows. At that show, I walk in, I'm hearing someone ringing a bell. This is the Omaha Comic Con. I'm hearing someone ringing a bell. I'm like, where the hell is that coming from? Because it sounds like a wrestling ring, a wrestling ring bell. But looking at a map, there's no way they could put a wrestling ring anywhere in there 
course, this is the first year we all now know PWP puts a show on during the Comic Con. And they, they do a pretty decent job. I was there this last year for one day. Mm-hmm. And they, they do a pretty decent job for, you know, having to throw together yeah. matches. They, yeah. they do they do pretty good. Yeah. So I'm sitting there looking around going, where is this coming from? And I see this dude come walking up to me. He's got blonde, frosted tip hair. He's got this crooked-ass smile. I'm like, hey man, hey, uh, do you happen to know where all this is, where, where this ring bell is coming from? This is what he says to me. If you go up two rows, you go down this row right here at the very end, there's a wrestling company based in Omaha. They brought their ring bell. They got a couple of their wrestlers here. I'm like, oh, really? Cool. All right. And I get ready to walk away. He goes, when you're done talking to them, the very next booth over is another wrestling promotion. Uh, they do things better. All right, thanks, dude. So I go walking up, you know, a couple rows up, all the way down, following the rain belt, and I happen to see, you know, PWP. They brought their rainbow, and this is where I say their belts are crap. <laughs> because at the time, they look like crap. They just look like they took weightlifting belts, put a metal plate on there, and then Slap the fat head on it. If we know what fat heads are. Yeah. You know, but now, you know, I've, I've gotten to know a lot of the guys in PWP. I'm sorry, but that's how I thought of it. I was like, all right. That's how you felt at the time. Yeah, that's how I felt at the time. Okay, well, these guys, yeah, they look, they're both look kind of janky. So I went over to the other side, and it was the one that we go to. And uh, they had their champion there, and he's sitting there talking about, well, this is what we got. This is what... By the way, we have a show tonight at Sokol Auditorium, which is now called something else. I don't even know what it's called. Here's this. It's $10 off of the door. Okay. I wind up going. $10 off at the, at the door. Cool. I got second row on a corner. If anyone's ever been to a wrestling show in Sokol, I can point exactly where I was at. I could probably point where Mo was at. Probably. Because any of those Sokol shows, I knew where he was at. He was front row somewhere. Usually with a bibs on and like a guns and beer shirt or a no screwdrivers, but that's for another day. <laughs> yeah. And and I'm watching this, and I'm actually enjoying the shit out of myself. I'm like, oh, this is fucking cool. And then the music hits. And here comes this dude that told me about where the wrestling shows were. He comes walking down the ring, and he's just he's full of himself. He's got the he's got the coat that looks like a cape, he's got sunglasses. I'll be damned, it happens to be the boss, Jason Strife. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, the dude, bait, and, I, and, and it took me a little bit to realize it, but he points me to his competition and then points me to his, and at the same time, shit on the competition. Because, well, there's the other wrestling company, and we do it better. <laughs> yeah. So, and, you know, it's, 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 it's memories like that that just kind of stick with me. And it made me remember a lot of the things that happened while I started, while I got to watching this. I mean, 
And then when he got the tribute show that, you know, it was at the firefighter union hall, um, the, the tribute video, which I've seen multiple times, the very last shot with him and his dog. Oh God. I mean, that guy. And the fact that the dog got a bigger pop than most of the people did that night when they left, because they actually announced that he was leaving. They were taking him home because he's tired. Of course he's tired. He just lost his master. He's going home. I think it was either Peter or Charlie said, Weston's leaving the building. He got a bigger pop than I think uh, Fowler did winning the title. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Man, that, that whole night was just very, very emotional that night. Yeah, the, that that it was. And, <clears throat> yeah, I had my little thing planned. Well, that, that's a whole other story that I've already gotten heated <laughs> up tonight. So I don't feel like getting heated up again. I'm, I'm sorry if I heated you up. No, no, they're, they're. I've talked with a couple people about mm. everything, so I'm, like I said, when I've I'm pissed off to the point where I'm silent, it's bad. I've, I've talked with a handful of people. They know how I feel. They know how you feel. So we'll leave it at that. Yeah, we'll we'll leave it at that. But that night for that show was a great tribute mm-hmm. to somebody who quite frankly re- professional wrestling independent wrestling in in our area in mm-hmm. the Omaha area and well Nebraska in general Nebraska eastern Iowa or western Iowa area yeah. in general would not be the same without him mm-hmm. and it it was a good way to well for those that weren't able to go to the funeral or the visitation, it was a good way for people to be able to say their their goodbyes, pay their respects to an absolute legend. Yes. But uh, I don't know if you got anything else. I'm pretty much tapped out for that subject. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of tapped out there myself. Yeah, well, that is about all we have. You know, like I said in the last episode, I will leave uh, the social media spots where you can follow the show, stay updated, maybe even get little clips and, you know, TikToks and shit that I take a little moments at shows. You know, keep updated. But anyways, that is about all we have. Hope everybody has a good week. Let's fucking go. Yeah.